Yeah. Well, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks for Tess because she would have really appreciated it because I think she also very much likes Trigon. It's either her and I don't. I'm and actually I'm I'm regretting having said that because now I don't remember if it was Tess or Grace. <gasps> and I do I do not. I feel Ooh. bad because I don't want to be like I mix them up all the time, but sometimes I do. It's also not the time for me to be pissing off Tess because I literally just remember reminded her of the time that I ate all of her. Uh, <laughs> chicken chili. Yeah. I remember this story. I love this yeah, story. I just brought it up to her, and she said she was going to kill me. So, whoops, sorry, Tess. Welcome to Bros A. My name is Matt Gaznell, and joining me as they always do are my bros. From Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, I'm here. From Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. <laughs> Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And coming to us live, finally summiting the top of the... What the hell are we calling that thing? The quarry. Tim Hansen. The quarry. I had Gorge go through my head. I had Canyon go through my head. I couldn't remember exactly what Tim was crawling out of, but he's here. He made it out of the quarry. Nope, I fell back down. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. I, but you couldn't have possibly fallen because the only way that you could possibly have fallen is if you also did the loud, comedic, um, goofy falling sound. <laughs> well... I, I, I thank, used to be a lot better at it. I want to thank Discord for cutting out like <laughs> half of that. So it, just, I, it sounded like a little bit more like Mario jumping on a mushroom or something. <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> wait to hear what that sounds like in six weeks. I hope it just got cut out completely and it's just like, eh, Tim tried to do a thing and failed epically. Well yeah. done. <laughs> and, and then I think we're ignoring whoever just did it really well. I, don't, I didn't catch who it was. Okay, oh, great was, job, man. Great job. That was great. Yeah. Well done. Nailed it. Yeah, that's me. Hats if off. I, maybe if I do it a third time, I can wake up my sleeping daughter. You think that's a good idea? <laughs> yes. I think that's a terrible idea. I, there it, might be a murder. Might be grandma, probably grounds for divorce. They'd be oh. like, oh, this is, seems like an awfully quick. Oh. Can't divorce he, you if you're dead. Yeah, he did what? Sure. <laughs> Justified as one of those justifiable text. homicides. Yeah, I got a text that I was screaming too much about the grind set, so I did need to, to take it <laughs> to chill down. You're like, I'm your three-year-old because you just can't stop shouting. But specifically grind set, the word. Oh, fuck that grind and set. Over and over again. <laughs> grind set every day, baby. Tough sledding. Welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms, as you know by now, because this is the 78th session that we're doing of this show. The premise is that we answer questions that we bring to the table, each one of us. We bring a question that we want our bros to consider. It could be about current events. It could be about pop culture. It could be about something that's happening in our lives. It could be about anything, life, the universe, and everything. But one way or the other, we consider those questions with a glass of wine and a dash of mirth. But we want your questions as well, uh, you out there in listener land. So send them to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Rich, is there something in your beard? Was a lot of stroking no, going I'm just, on right now. I'm just, I'm just 
combing my beard with my fingers. Okay. That is He's very stimming. Leave him alone. That's okay. fine. <laughs> that's my daughter. That's what I do. That's my daughter's calming tick. She'll like, you know, she'll like, uh, you know, grab at her hair and just start twirling a little bit. That's how she settles herself down. I don't know if that's uh, like a grounding mechanism for you. Yeah, I think it's stimming and whatnot. Yeah, I think it's just me. Stimmer's like, gonna stim, bro. That's yeah, fine. Always it, if, a B, like if I, always like, be stimming. Is that ninety five percent of the time when some when somebody on the show starts stroking their beard, it's because they're trying to draw attention to it for some reason. Like when somebody, like when the question comes up, "What's your best feature?" and then immediately we all start stroking our beard. So I wasn't sure if I had said something that might have tipped you off to doing well, that. I mean, I am having like an abnormally good beard day. I think uh, so. Like that might. I'm being a little vain with it, but no, it's just I, I, I didn't realize I was doing it. That's fine. I was just curious. That's all. That's all. Just, just looking out for my boys. Uh, I appreciate it. Now, before we get to the questions, we got to discuss what we're drinking. Sean O'Brien, I'm gonna start with you this time. Uh, I'm drinking Iron Plow Vineyard Dry Rosé. Um, and it is, so I, I, so it smells like acetone, couldn't figure out why that was, so I looked it up, and it said that's not a good thing, uh, however, it tastes very good, so I think, uh, you know, wine snobs can suck it, it apparently means either it was over-oxidized, or, and, or no, it means it was over-oxidized, and there's, like, more acid in it than there should be. But it, I don't know. It's helping it. It, I, I'm, I'm into it, and so, uh, you know, it's long. It's not going to hurt you, so it's fine. Yeah. And Tim Hansen, what are you drinking? All right. For the record, Sean said "suck it" first before I said anything about somebody <laughs> sucking a dick. It's not my fault this and time. Yeah, and yet, yet, once again, you're the first person to say the phrase in full. <laughs> <laughs> Splitting hairs, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, I am drinking a wonderful 2020 Pinot Noir called Le Fat Bastard. Has an adorable hippopotamus doing a one-handed handstand on the front. Fucking adorable. Um, and the flavor notes on the back say, Intense cherry red in color with flavors of crushed strawberry and wild raspberry, followed by delicate tannins and a smooth finish. A character guaranteed to elicit a smile, whether enjoyed with food or on its own. Uh, the delicate tannins, spot on. Definitely agree with that mouthfeel and that that flavor profile. All the berry shit, I don't know shit about berries. It's very good. I do very much enjoy this. Um, and a character guaranteed to elicit a smile. Find me a drunk person who doesn't smile and they're not like super fucking drunk because at some point you hit a drunk where you're not smiling, you're crying, but like that's different. What about those angry drunks though? Yeah, yeah, you just get yeah a, but that usually takes. You start with the smile drunk, and every, and then either you stay the smile drunk, you become the angry drunk, or you become the sad drunk. Mm. The, the the origination point is always the smiling drunk. Yeah, yeah. Right. One or two drinks in, everybody's smiling. Mm. Okay. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm picturing like the bitter. The problem is I'm picturing like a comical, like a like a cartoonishly evil, cartoonishly bitter person who like wakes up in the morning first thing, take a drink, and then gets home, takes a drink, and is just bitter and angry all the time. So angry cat. It's an angry sure. cat just with booze. Sure. <laughs> angry cat. Grumpy cat. Grumpy cat. 
Is that what? Is, is sure. Are they, are Whatever. They, are they two different cats? Same diff. Fuck. I don't know. All right. All right. All right. Let's get. Let's get back to. Chalk it up to me being a dumbass. I mean, I, I, Grumpy Cat. I feel is, is Grumpy Cat now a legacy internet character? Yeah, I mean, Grumpy Cat passed away a couple years ago. Oh, I mean, like, um, yeah, his his le- legacy life, I guess, because I mean, you know, he's he's Grumpy Cat, Grumpy Cat. Yeah. What are they feeding you? <laughs> That's. <laughs> <laughs> that was really stupid, but I liked it. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you didn't like that Friends crossover? No, I, I, no. I, I mean, I hate Friends, but I'm glad that uh, that you finally got the Phoebe song in here in some capacity. Uh, Sean, Sean's like little giggle reaction was so pure about it that I loved it so much. <laughs> it caught me off guard, and I loved it. <laughs> Uh, Rich, you and I are still not drinking, and uh, yes. after there was some grumbling last time about the uh, the name of the street that we were on, Self Denial Street, by the way, uh, was the name of the street. But now we've moved away from uh, from Abstinence Avenue and, and Self Denial Street, and again, is some grumbling about the name of the street for some reason. People think it could be misconstrued or something. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take us on another trip, Rich, because we're not drinking. I'm gonna go moving us to a forbearance freeway. Uh, it's just you know, <laughs> on our own, not drinking. We're forbearing from drinking alcohol, which is definitely better than uh, the other option that we had open to us at the time, which was a uh, continence court. Yes. Considering most people don't know the definitions of those words, I agree. Oh, the definition of continence? Even if you don't know what the word means, Tim. At some point in your life. Oh, I know what the word means. Good. Okay. Find me, finds me somebody who knows what the word forbearance means outside of like. Is this the happy drunk? The small group of people finds we're friends with. Finds me someone with. who knows these words. <laughs> exactly. Finds me someone who knows forbearance. Yeah. Who <laughs> knows forbearance. <laughs> yeah. I, I work in forbearance. Cool. I work for forbears. There you go. Matt wins. But no ants. No ants. No ants. Only bears. No ants. No, 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 no. The ants got taken out by the bears because the bears are like, mm, delicious. Anyway. And then someone made a chimera bear ant and all chaos if broke could, loose. If we could not talk about all chimeras chaos. anymore tonight, that would actually make my <laughs> evening a lot better. I don't know. It's not all about me, but it's just as a, as a, as a courtesy. Uh, right. My question is, what's your favorite chimera? Uh, the chimera my, my favorite and. chimera is it's kind to get out of this uh, this show and we're ending it. <laughs> Brosequestions at gmail.com if you want your question answered on the air out there in listener land about fucking chimeras or otherwise. Uh, but who wants to start us off with a question this time? Oh, goodness. Fuck, I thought of one and I've already forgotten it. Mm. Ooh. Rocking and rolling all week long. I had one I planned earlier. I gotta find the actual article. Earth NPR show. Um, um, yeah. Right. Well, you guys are trying to figure it out. I got one. I got one. It's a fun one. It's a silly one. Uh, can you guys think of the last prank that you pulled and what it was? If you're open to talking about it. Uh, uh, mine. Mine, it wasn't 100% like fully a prank, but it was kind of a prank. Uh, the day of the Super Bowl, I did a stream, and I streamed out that I was going to be playing a football game. Um, because for the football game, I'm going to game before the game with a football game. Um, I found this game on Steam. It was only like three bucks 
called football game. And there was no football played in it. But I promised everyone we were going to play a football game. So the entire time, I knew there was no football in it. The entire time. And this is all for me. This is an inside joke on me alone. I was like, we're going to get to the football, guys. I promise you. It was a weird point-and-click adventure game that was interesting and odd. But I was just like, we're playing football game for the football game day. Football game. I also wanted to see how many times I could say football game. Football game, football Hmm. game, football game. Without saying the Super Bowl because you didn't have the explicit rights to say the Super Bowl. Exactly. You had the express written consent of the National Football League. Exactly. I don't want us to get demonetized. Yeah, we wouldn't want that. Uh, (laughs) Now, who has uh, played a prank? I'm not really a prank guy. Uh, When I was younger, I was really a prank guy. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too much of a prankster because I find that I don't know, a lot of times pranks in which the person performing the prank is not the butt of the joke, they're just kind of mean. But here's the thing. When I was in high school, I was kind of mean. And the prank that I pulled, and I think I've talked about it before, was that I stole... Was this the car? Yeah, I stole a kid's car. I think that was the last prank that I pulled, was when I stole my friend's car Hmm. and drove it like a mile away and then made him go get it. And that's not really a prank so much as me being a dick. So this is Grand Theft Auto. Fully just committed a crime. I did. I committed a crime. But not... not only that, but then I made him go get it. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't give him a ride to his car. Like, ha, 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 what a funny jest. I, he then walked, like, a couple blocks to get his car. And so, like, that sucks. That's not great. Wasn't he also, like, not really a friend, just more so of an acquaintance? And it was, was like, yeah, well, fuck with you. Don't really yeah, it, it, yeah, he wasn't. We weren't <laughs> the best of friends. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know I'm not proud of that. Uh but I yeah, but like I said, I don't I don't think I can't think of a good prank I've pulled on anyone. So I I don't do pranks particularly because um one, I kind of agree with Sean that uh they tend to be in bad faith. That may not be of what he said, but that's kind of mm-hmm. what you're getting at. Is like, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah if it's a, not a being a prank on yourself, it. you're kind of being a douche. Um, but I, I think the closest I can get to it is uh, giving people a silly nickname apropos of nothing that sticks and just completely undercuts any sort of credibility that they have. Um, and my favorite example, which I don't think I've talked about on the show, maybe I have, but, um, while I was in North Carolina, one of my very good friends, Dave was the, uh, director of engineering. Yeah. So like director level person and, but he also is like hard to get his attention sometimes. So like one day I go into his office and I'm like, Dave, Dave. And like, I even said like, bitch. Something like dropped a couple other things. Oh, there's only like two, three people in the office. They get the sense of humor. They know the familiarity. And then all of a sudden I'm like, cupcake. And he's like, sup. I was like, oh, <laughs> you're cupcake you now. So like literally I would call him cupcake in like some meetings, not all meetings. Cause like I can be semi-professional, 
um like on his birthday got him a cupcake giant cupcake card all sorts of other stuff um but like i just thought that was a funny name and now that's kind of like the go-to funny name to give people in my brain so working at wawa i know uh several episodes ago we were making fun of zoomers or, or talking about zoomers and i mentioned that there's this uh kid at work that i was calling scooter and he didn't particularly like it and then matt made a joke about like oh all these all these zoomers fucking named aiden i was like guess what scooter's name is (laughs) skating um so he he got real annoyed about scooter so i was like okay well all the other girls when you come in on first shift call you thinnaman with with the list specifically and i was like why and they're like i don't know i was like I don't really like it. I wasn't part of coming up with it, so it's not my thing. You're getting tired of Scooter. So now I start call I've started calling him Cupcake and it is slowly spreading. <laughs> and I find that shit hilarious. It just comes in but like, hi Thinnaman, and if it's not Thinnaman, hey Cupcake. When it's just like works, it works. this nineteen year old kid and it's just like or no. Eighteen year old kid and he's just getting demolished by like all of these other people for no fucking reason other than showing up to work Look, sometimes you just gotta lean into it and just take the nickname whether you like it or not yeah and like someone said that uh, they thought me and him could be brothers and I was like I've never been more insulted in my life <laughs> I'm a muffin not a cupcake I <laughs> am a muffin no. it's accurate muffins are better hmm Still, I probably like did something with my brother when I was younger. Uh, I, ge- I genuinely have been struck. The problem is, is that like at a certain point, uh, like you like whether it's prank or practical joke or like some sort of like misdirection or anything like that. Like even if it was just completely verbal, where I'm gonna try and conjure up an example where like I I to- tell I, if I told like a classmate like oh I heard uh. What what's his name was looking for you like it's a like hard ass disciplinarian teacher or whatever like even if I pulled something like that and like try to have them play along with it for a bit um, and eventually I went ah I got you I'm just kidding like because I never did that like it would gen- it would be genuinely hurtful not just because they were freaked out but it was like I didn't think you would do that like it was, it was like, a, like a character sink as well like because it was just like oh it's doubly impressive because Casnell who never does stuff like this because he's not capable of it because he gives up the ghost almost immediately uh, mm. pulled it off and so I was like oh I, I guess I just won't do it because it's, it's never I never get the satisfaction out of it like I never get the ah it's funny kind of thing um oh boy oh boy oh boy. Oh, I accidentally hit my brother with aluminum bag, but that wasn't a prank. That was an accident. Um, <laughs> right, right in the face, right in the old choppers. He was, he was standing right behind me on my back. Oh, here's here's actually the most the most prank mm. I've I've done recently was when I told Mary that she should go out to a. Uh, she should go get her nails did and her makeup did and everything with her sister. Mm-hmm. And then when she came back, it turns out, haha, pranks on her that I engaged her. Uh, <laughs> Great gotcha. joke. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Biggest prank. Gotcha, idiot. Now you're engaged to me and we have to spend our lives together. Wow. You got <laughs> owned. You got, La- you got owned. 
<laughs> Owning the libs. Yeah. yeah. You're devastated. That's is devastating. Is it gay to be in love with my wife? Is it gay to be in love with my wife? <laughs> no, it's bi. Hey, Hell yeah, man. Yeah. It's There's a whole spectrum. Wherever you feel like you are, get it. Yeah. Uh, boy. <sighs> Excuse me. Any other pranks? No. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not, I was never really a big prankster more if i wasn't good at them and my brother was always like oh i'm the best so i'm gonna prank everyone and everyone meaning me and i think <laughs> i've told this story before the one that i was the most angry at him about was uh he he uh got like three bushels of bananas and left and like took opened them up and like left a little bit of the banana and a bunch of it on my front stoop so, like, I, it was April Fool's Day, and I was going to slip on the bananas before I, on my way out to work. It was the dumbest prank ever. Whatever. Uh, it didn't work. I threw him out, and I got to work, and I texted him about it. He's like, yeah. Like, well, why did you waste all those bananas? He's like, well, I've, I have the bananas. I saved the bananas, and I'm going to make banana bread. No, he left the fucking leftover bananas in his car for three weeks and never made the banana bread. So he just wasted three bushels of bananas. Mm. And that made me so mad. Gross. I'm just I was trying like, to think of what his car smelled like. He pranked himself. Yeah. yeah, really? I was like, man, man, you wasted so many bananas. Mm. And then my sister got me a little bit yesterday. She, uh, we both got sick and started feeling sick on the same day. <laughs> she was going, Oh, that wasn't the prank. Sorry. <laughs> she was she was going to see uh, she was going to go see my That's mom my yesterday, and she like she found out like oh we both started feeling sick the same day, so she thought we had COVID. So she ordered a, a at home test and she took it, and she looked over. She's like, I'm positively negative, and I'm like, <laughs> I was about to get so mad. I'm still Daddy. annoyed at you, but like, why? Why did why? That's not funny. Uh, that that, that was about to get hat. so mad. Yeah, that's like that's like a twenty yeah. year old. It's probably older than that, but like that harkens back to the like uh, South Park blankety blank positive joke. Yeah, uh, he's like, all right, it's cool, nailed it. Uh, yeah, Sean, how you doing down there, man? Great. Good. All right, your, fl- your video is flickering a little bit, so I just want to make sure that you're still here and you haven't gotten lost to the the seas of the no, storm that we're, we're sailing. Listen, through. guys, I'm in it. Okay. I'm in it. <laughs> okay. To win to it? To win it. Right. Yeah. Okay. What's what do we win? What's the prize? I don't know. Friendship with me, I guess. So mm. sorry Ooh, about that. What's the mm. best but prize ever? But we've already <laughs> won that. Yeah. Mm. We it's it's a we have to re-win it every year. It's a yearly basis. He evaluates Oh, uh, we we have to reset. Mm, I'm yeah, very yeah. I'm very pragmatic about my friendships and yeah. I evaluate them every year and you guys I mean, you continue to make the cut despite all odds. Leave it. Leave it to big. <laughs> leave it to big. Leave it to big government. Sean O'Brien to force us to relicense our friendship every year. Yeah. yeah. yeah come in, take I, a test. I, Fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Apropos of nothing, but it made me think of this. Apparently, nine years ago today, I made some joke about like shaving my beard for work, and it's like, oh, I gotta cut off all this sexiness. And Sean's response was. The next picture is gonna be Tim sands all of his like facial skin and just be like, "Am I pretty yet?" <laughs> Body horror work photo. Oh god! All right, all right. Who's got another question? Who does have another question? 
thought I had one. I, I genuinely thought I had one, and then so uh, the uh, the lead up to it was not uh, something I was particularly proud of as far as a uh, as far as an introduction. So I kind of got uh, got thrown for my question. Um, I have best season with a question mark written here as a backup question, which is very very um, much a you know get a roll of stamps I, and mail it in kind of question. I think we've all agreed before it's fall. Fall is the best season. I like uh-huh. spring the best, but fall is a close second. I like the transitional seasons are the best seasons, period. And uh, yeah. full stop. Yeah. Totes. Um, because I, too much of a good thing is a bad thing. So I do. I have a question. And I think it's a good question, but I can't think of an answer to it. So I'm hoping that I'm going to ask the question. Mm. Uh, and then hopefully while you guys answer, I will think of an answer to it. Uh, so this is actually from Mary. Um, or at least inspired by Mary. Okay. What's something that you just accepted as fact without looking any deeper into it, like something that you thought you had figured out? And the 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 example is that Mary thought that every time our TV crashed, it was someone else connecting to their Roku TV and turning their TV on, <laughs> which turned ours off. Hmm... Okay. So Mary was Mary thought every time our our TV would crash, she was if she she wasn't like oh our TV's crashing because it's essentially a computer. She was like oh someone else is also using a Roku TV, and is trying to turn theirs on, but it's connecting to ours, which is turning it off. So like the remote was like yeah. So like you because you can like you can like connect your. No, because you can like connect your phone yeah. to the TV. Oh, uh, so like, and so she thought they were just connecting their phone to our TV and turning it off, trying to turn theirs on. So this, uh, this, is, so this is not a thing I accept as fact, but this is just my. So uh, we have a we have a essentially a white noise machine for our daughter, and uh, it's it's a, it's called a hatch, and you can make it do white noise. You can make it make like bird sounds, rain, all this other very soothing stuff. And so we we turn it on for her at night, and it's Bluetooth enabled, so I can you know come from my you know on my phone and just fiddle with it right now if i and it's got a night light on it as well you can turn the you know the light light on and off change the color you can change the the volume all this other stuff uh but once in a blue moon i will turn it on and like you know you get, it, it lets you pick which device you want to connect to and it's got like you know casnell family hatch or whatever as the option but once in a blue moon i see like kira and annie's hatch show up as a device on mine meaning that one of our neighbors has has children and they've got a hatch device that's currently in operation and in theory if i just click that button i can just fiddle with their device and turn the volume way up and down which seems like a remarkably low amount of security (laughs) for something so important where i can just suddenly do like a like a poltergeist like that would be the prank i pull is be like haha you thought your kids were asleep it's a great prank yeah it's a great prank is somebody like i'm gonna look at the sound options now without actually uh changing it for my daughter's thing it's very important that i don't actually change it uh forest uh bird chirping uh ocean Hmm. Uh, song is a lot of a lot of options here. A lot of options. So it seems like a weird thing to be able to just fiddle with at any point for another person's household. Anywho, joke jokes on you though, Matt. That those people's hatch isn't for their kid; it's for themselves, mm-hmm. and they want people to connect to it and, and mess with it. So mm-hmm. you should try that out. What a what a strange thing for them to be doing. <laughs> uh, maybe it's a kink though. 
Hmm. Could be, could Maybe be. You never know. They're like, oh, we don't kink shame here at the Rose Podcast. It's one of those. It's one of those like uh, oopsie daisy things. Like I hope nobody messes with my hatch. Ooh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I hope nobody turns on the. I hope nobody turns on my white noise machine. Ooh, is that what you call it? <laughs> Man, what, where is this oh, conversation God. going? <laughs> I didn't oh, start the King conversation. Somebody, somebody who's like uh, inviting people into their Bluetooth family, and now suddenly it's a kink thing. Like I, don't know, I just I don't I don't appreciate the path that this conversation is going down. Uh, so, um, I thought Yingling started making ice cream first yeah. uh, before beer. <laughs> Mm. Uh, I was told that, and so that's what I went with. Mm. There's, it's uh, a Trust buddy of mine. verify, Rich. <laughs> a buddy of mine has said to me numerous times, he's been like, you could be a really good lawyer because you know how, how to bullshit your way through anything you try to talk about. And that, like you, you might, I'm like, you might not know anything about something, but you try to piece together based mm. on your own knowledge whether or not you're right or wrong, mm. and you could probably figure that out and, and bullshit. So I can't come off the cuff and think of like something <laughs> I've known as a fact. You can't but, come like, off the cuff. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> but cuffs are my kink. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay, just to confirm, I'm sure the that third none of these episode, guys. Employers know about this podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, I, I've in the past spouted complete bullshit that I actually made other friends then believe because they didn't know either way. To then find out I was probably wrong. Hmm. Hmm. Confidence is key. I have. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, we I did have... that once with uh, <laughs> with uh, Tim, <laughs> your wife. Uh, we got a, me and Bennett uh, and I got into an argument with your wife about how to make a white Russian, and uh, Martha was right, and we were wrong. And we both like huddled in the corner afterwards, like we can't let her know that. <laughs> <laughs> You conspired to gaslight It was like it was like thirty minutes after. I can't remember what it was. I think like we, I love we, this. we like missed an ingredient, or we 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 were like, oh, there's not Kahlua in or something. And then like we were like, you got it. And then like later, he was like, Yo, the fuck like, it is. Yo, like, Yo, she, she had it right the whole time. Like, don't say anything. Though, okay. All right. <laughs> Unrelated to this question, I realized that like I reached. I was finally an adult. The first time that Matt's mom asked me to make her a white Russian. Hell yeah. And I was like, when did my mom ask you to make your white Russian? You were still you were still in Westchester with Vince. And your mom had like briefly popped in for a party and it was the first time I'd seen her in years. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so happy to see you." Blah 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 blah. This is fucking great. She's like, "Can you make me a drink?" It was like, "I have so many questions." Fucking there was right. There's a party that you were at that my mom showed up at and she asked you to bartend for? <laughs> we were just yeah. Dude, I don't fucking know. It wasn't St. Patty's Day because that was a totally different thing. But, but I apartment. distinctly remember being in that apartment. apartment. Yeah. Man. And I was just very confused <laughs> because it was like, all right, not confused that she was there. I was just like, oh, my God, I love you. I haven't seen you in years. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. And then she was like, yeah, can you get, get me a drink? My mind was blown. 
It's like, of course I can. And then she asked for a white Russian. I was like, I don't know how to make one, but I'm going to figure it out. And then you asked me and I was like, yeah, it's like uh, one tar- <laughs> one part hard, hard tack and like a couple ounces of swill. <laughs> maybe, I think it was a white Russian, but that's how I've made this story uh, stick in my head. It might have been a black Russian because I feel like you didn't have cream or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's like You need heavy cream. And I think a black Russian is just a white Russian without the cream, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Something it's, real. It's just a Kahlua and vodka. Yeah. Was that was that the argument you had with Martha? Is that there wasn't cream in a white Russian? No, I think it, no. It was cream and Bailey's. I think we had a cream. It was like doubling up on the cream aspect of it. Uh, yeah, it was like vodka, Kahlua, cream, and uh, and and we said, oh, there's Bailey's in it too. And she's like, no, there's not. And I think I, I think that was the that was the dividing line. And uh, we we had made something else. <laughs> Yeah. So the thing I always thought was true is that there was Bailey's in a white Russian, and apparently it just fucking isn't. No, there's not. <laughs> Until I find out five minutes from now that there, in fact there is, and that's my fact that I got wrong is that it's a Bailey's thing. Um, oh boy, uh, what is something that I believe okay. and just assumed is true? Go ahead, Sean. So I've I figured out what mine was, and it is that. So I have for I have for my entire life pretty much been very much like a go with the flow kind of dude and like relatively optimistic and i've always been like you know we let's not worry about it too much because things will always work out and the thing about that is uh that i have found out is that uh it's only always worked out because someone else behind the scenes has been like working their fucking ass off to make sure I don't like fucking slide into degeneracy. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh man, like let's not worry too much about the wedding. Like it'll all work out. And it's because Mary's like fucking has like Excel spreadsheets of like what's going on. Like the only reason I've made it as far as I have is because like as a child my parents handled shit without me knowing about and now as an adult I have Mary to handle shit <laughs> you know what i mean like well, this like is I've very been... different than i think the original intent of the question although I yeah do, I, I know I and, and mary's gonna be kinda, like it yeah, it's mary's, a good interpretation but mary's mary's gonna marry like i think it is like a lot of um this is something that i've been working on actively is to be appreciative of the things especially that mary does that are in the background that i don't notice that allow my life to continue uh unabated right like she does so much <laughs> genuinely not to like gush about not to be like oh i'm gonna gush about my wife but i'm gonna gush about my wife she's so good and she does so much and i think i have been trying to recently been be more actively appreciative of those things and aware of them because like i think everyone does things like behind the scenes but mary in our marriage does so much shit to keep us going that I just don't even think about. Like it's, it's not even on my plate because she does such a good job of doing it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not even on my radar. And so, uh, so that is it. It's that for a long time, I thought I was just, I thought I was just fortunate, but it turns out that there, it's just that I have people like in my corner who are doing shit and not telling me about it that are keeping everything running smoothly. And so, uh, I mean, you are fortunate because you have those people. Oh yeah. 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 I am. I am incredibly fortunate. Like there is a, 
there is it's it's there's like the duality of it like i am a fortunate person and also this is happening uh and also i am fortunate because this is happening so it's a three-way thing you know like we like it um i mean (laughs) short answer to the original question is i don't know because i am genuinely an untrustworthy uh, an untrusting person uh so uh like i said to rich earlier trust but verify that's, that's uh, why he i do that everything i say i <laughs> <laughs> i look up everything everyone it says um so i don't trust anyone uh so there i i can't think of anything that's an answer to that question mm-hmm. but in a similar vein of what sean says it's funny because i try really hard to be that go with the flow person but also i am the person behind the scenes that makes sure shit works mm-hmm. for a lot of things like i'm not perfect there's definitely things that it's like i will push off or just like i'm not gonna think about it and it's kind of the the martha is the yin to my yang or yang to my yin, whatever uh and that she's very much like much further down the road Mm-hmm. And whereas I see that as like you've skipped steps A through D to focus on E, which is three months down the line, and I don't give a fuck and is dependent on everything else. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, whereas I'm very much like I, I, we have to do everything else, and she's like, yeah, but this is the thing I've decided to focus on, and I'm like, ah. but. We end up meeting in the middle because I'm so focused on the present that when we reach that like crossing point between the two, I'm not prepared for that next step or like the the fifth step. And she's like, I got you, boo. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, but I needed the help for everything <laughs> else. But like it, it, it works. Mm-hmm. It's not what I'd like. It works for us and I'm getting used to it because not everybody is great at every at like certain aspects of it. So she's good at the long term. I'm good at the midterm and somehow we coalesce in the middle and shit doesn't catch on fire. Mm-hmm. Yin and yang. The peanut butter to your banana. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Mm, <laughs> gross indeed. Um, that was Elvis, right? The peanut butter banana sandwich. That's an Elvis thing. Yeah, peanut butter it's, banana, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. It is yummy. It is yummy. Peanut butter, everything's good. Um, so, uh, in the first apartment that we had, in the aforementioned Westchester apartment where I live with uh, Vince Gaida and his then-girlfriend, uh, we were trying to figure out, we were splitting our bills and all that, and uh, it was quite warm. We moved in in July, and uh, you know, we started in August. It's very hot. And uh, Vince at one point said, you know... <clears throat> uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense for us to uh, turn the AC off because it probably uses more energy to turn the AC <laughs> off and turn it on again, turn it off, turn it on again, uh, to get it back to the temperature that we wanted on. So we just leave the AC on all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, at the age of 22, chose not to interrogate this any further. Uh, <laughs> and so then we got our first electric bill. And for our little like 800 square foot apartment, it was $300. <laughs> <laughs> And I looked at Vince and said, I don't think you were on to something with this. <laughs> uh, and of course, he's also horrified his girlfriend. His girlfriend they, they were both in, finishing up school at the time, but I, I think she was only working part-time at the time, and he was working full-time. And she was like, I 
we can't do this. I can't. I cannot afford to live here if it's going to be three hundred dollars a month for for air conditioning. And so I was like, let's turn off the AC this month and see what happens. And uh, our bill went down by uh, two hundred twenty five dollars. So <laughs> I have never had a three hundred dollar electric bill ever. We the only we we haven't come close to that, and we live in a house now. <laughs> we live in a house now. We haven't come close to that kind of a bill. It was astronomical. Oh it was. It was a, but again, this is like right out of school, first job out of school, not making a ton of money. No one, none of us making a ton of money. We're splitting the bills three ways. It's still, you know, we're, we're, we're just making it. And, uh, and then we get that first bill and I'm like, keep the HVAC on all the time, huh? Just, just <laughs> keep that AC churning for, for 12 hours a day while we're not even in the freaking apartment. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was, again, it was my fault. Look, I, I didn't know any better and I didn't bother looking it up. So I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? He might be on to something. And this is, and the lesson mm-hmm. I learned was never, never, ever trust Vince on. My, my, <laughs> I was going to uh, say the moral of the story is don't trust Vince. Yep. My, my roommates have a window unit and in, uh, J- July and August, that bill goes up to about $350 mm. because they don't turn it off. Mm. They should do that. Yeah. Dude, our our old apartment was all window units. And I think the highest two bedroom apartment, relatively open floor plan, I think our highest bill was like one twenty. So like all of this is just like, are you f- how? How? Yeah. Are we gonna leave the AC on all day? You're not even fucking here. Right. Mm. You, well, we keep it on sixty five. Well, when you're not here, put it on seventy two. Boom, saved a hundred dollars. Yeah. We unfortunately don't have that uh, option because I am in this house all the time. Yeah, and have been for a couple of years. Just keep it rolling. <laughs> Just keep yeah. churning. Yeah, it has been. I mean, it, it has but, been expensive, but, you, but if you're always it? home, it's a little different of a story. And, uh-huh. and it's it's also you have you have a central unit that kicks off and on as yeah. the temperature fluctuates. Like generally, when you're working with like window units, at least they don't do that properly. They don't yeah. fluctuate temperature and well, that so that well. if it's a good one, it does. Yeah, not to get too into the weeds on how my house is. Uh, air conditioned, but who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> our um, so our we only we have a one zone house, but it gets stupid hot in the upstairs. Mm-hmm. So we have to have we we have to supplement our central air with window units in the upstairs, uh, because it'll be like in the high sixties or whatever downstairs and comfortable like livable but upstairs it'll be like upper 70s low 80s and so if yeah. we didn't have the window units we would literally i well i specifically would literally die and um you know i don't want to do that yet so yeah uh we have our window units upstairs and so there have been times when our electric bill has been stupid high uh it has also been a very there was a big learning curve with Jacob specifically about you can't like the the air conditioner is not to make you cold it's to make you comfortable. That's yeah. You know, like that's the conversation you have to have with a teenager is be like rather than 
you know, it, yeah, it can be like chilly in your room and that's what you want, but let's just make it so it's livable. Like mm. that's all we want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's we not, just it's don't want you dream to scenario suffocate. Thing. It's supposed to make like We're not cooling down the whole neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't I can't I love every time it comes out of my mouth, I feel so empowered. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what do you like the windows the other day you, you got left stock in the electric open. company? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the other day Alice went into his room and asked him to open the front window because she just wanted to look outside. And, you know, he's a good brother, so he did that for her. But then he forgot to close his window. Mm. And so I was like, what are we trying to heat the whole goddamn neighborhood, yeah, kid? <laughs> and I was like, yeah! I'm Peak a father! Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> I appreciate you dropping the, the business section of the newspaper for long enough for you to go and do that. It was yes. It was. Uh, it was. A, it, that was a, uh, a sacrifice that I was willing to make to freaking own Jacob. <laughs> right. It now. just reminds me of that Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg movie series and the sequel when it's like all of the dads wake up in the middle of the night, like, "Why is this so hot? Did you touch <laughs> oh, the thermostat? Yeah. No, two degrees is like blah 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 blah." And then they all just watch a little girl come out, turn the heat up. What the fuck are you doing? I like to sleep with the window open. <laughs> Infuriating. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I got a question. Maybe I, I looked at a uh, list of like good icebreaker questions because I'm like, I had, I had one, so I had one other one that I was going to do, and then I, I sort of like lost the plot a little bit while I was trying to craft the question, so I'm just going to cop out and deal with this one. Mm. Uh what kind of art do you appreciate the most? What mm. kind of art, artistry, creation, anything like that? What do you appreciate the most? Because for me, I think it is pretty solidly music and songwriting. Mm. Like, 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 obviously, like there are several forms of artistry that I'm just like, Oh, I can't even fathom doing that. Like just like any sort of fine artwork, like painting or drawing. I'm just like, well, I, it's, it's so far beyond me. I, I try to learn how to draw real well when I was in like middle school and high school. And like either I, I just didn't put in the time or, or what, whatever it was like, it just didn't click for me. Um, and there's certainly there, I appreciate that from a, from a performance standpoint, but like from, for, music it's such a marriage there's all different variety of music like you can just do like the super experimental stuff the super technical stuff you can do straight ahead pop music catchy stuff um but like the it's it's you have to be able to do a little bit of everything like you you've got to have a sense of melody you've got to have a sense of like song structure if you're writing you know a a, a normal any sort of song uh and you've got to have a way with words and whether that's, you know, a, a very literal way of writing or, or, you know, very poetic or, you know, just using a lot of metaphors or just somebody who's writing catchy pop dude, like you kind of have to do a little bit of everything when you're writing a song uh, or a vocal song in particular. So I think that's the stuff I appreciate. And also, I think that's the, the stuff I appreciate the most because I've tried to write and I've written songs before. And it's the kind of it's the one that like I, I've tried to get better at but I see how much better other people are. So it's almost like 
I, th- I think if you do a little bit of the art, even as like an amateur, you sort of get an appreciation for like the people who do it and are on like a, a completely different level. Like I imagine if you were a great artist or, or if you drew in your spare time or painted in your spare time, you look at, you know, fine artwork, either somebody's making it now or, or fine artwork from the classic from the classic artists and go, oh, my God, like th- this is incredible. And I know this because I've. You know, I do a little bit of this on my own, and I know some of the technique, and I know I can see how they perfected it. So, I would I would say it's music for me, uh, songwriting. Um, I would say mine's a little similar, but I'm gonna generalize a little more. Uh, I I'm gonna say just anyone who is skilled in wordsmithing, uh, in general, uh, and originally when this thought popped into my mind, I was thinking poetry and writing, which to me, um, and I'll take this back to my AP English class in high school. We had this whole thing on poetry and tearing things apart. And I was like, "Ah, I don't really give a shit about poetry at that point. I was like, can I do music and lyrics instead? Because it's just poetry put to rhythm and music. And, Honestly, doing it that way helped me develop a m- much deeper appreciation for just straight poetry. Mm. Um, and I also didn't read a lot in high school as far as books, just because I didn't. I just could not sit down and put myself in front of a book for that long. Um, now, you read 5 billion pages a day? <laughs> yeah, you didn't read 500 pages a day. You're fucking slacking, kid. Quadrazillion. <laughs> Fuck that grind set. Yeah. Um, but simp like as i have read more since high school um and tried to expand the variety of types of books i've read i have a greater appreciation for someone who has that kind of creativity not just for the general story but the depth of their description and and just the world building that they do and any kind of story that has like anyone there's aspects of like Tolkien's writing that I think it's just like you've gone a bit much like fuck off you're being a bit pretentious but I still get the idea of that world building and the in-depth characterization description that they're going for and people who can do that really well I, I it's just I'm in awe I I think it's fucking amazing and I love that kind of creativity probably because it's something I don't have. I can expand upon something, but the original thought and original development, I just don't have. Um, but instead of it being more of a jealous thing, it's just like, I love it. I, I just, mm. it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Maybe you, Sean. What art mm. do you appreciate the most? Um, I, I think I'm going to agree with you, Matt. And I think it's music. Because, like, I definitely appreciate, like, the high arts. But, like you said, I am so far removed from that that, like, there is definitely shit that I'm missing. Just because I don't know about it. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't have the 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 uh, the depth of knowledge. Whereas, like, with music specifically, like, I don't want to be like, I'm like... like I play the guitar, but like I do. And I think to the average person, I would be considered proficient, but 
I know enough about guitar to know that there is like a level that I'm not even close to. Mm -hmm. That's like, uh, that's like, I can just, I, I have enough of a picture of what's going on in that create in that specific creative process to know how much work went into it. And even like, uh, so like, in the Aeroplane Over the Sea by Nishimoto Hotel for a very long time has been like one of my favorite albums. I think it is 25 year anniversary this year. I think it, yeah, I think it is. I think it's beautiful and so good, but it is incredibly simple. And like, I can play, I myself can play that album front to back and like, but like, I couldn't have done that. You know what I mean? Like I have all of the skills Mm -hmm. required to make that album, but I, I could not have put it together in the way that they did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, like I think, I don't know. I think I just, it is, I, I appreciate all art more or less. Uh, but, uh, I think with music, I think I have enough of a knowledge base to like pick up on shit that I think like the average person, no, I don't want to be like, I'm smarter than the average person, but I like, I've, I've done enough work. Sure. Like I've, I've put enough work into it mm-hmm. to be like, oh, it's really interesting that like they left that phrase unresolved mm-hmm. and that adds to the music or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I think. So I you think have that deeper I, appreciation. Yeah, like I think I just I just know more about it. Yeah, it's like oh they, so, they threw this part of it. They changed time signature here. I wouldn't have thought to do that. Like exactly. that's cool. Like and, I, I've written songs and like I wouldn't mm-hmm. have thought to do that. Yeah, and I like I I have that to an extent in like literature just because that was what my degree was in. So like I have like I think you know if they like there are a lot of rep and I don't want to again I don't want to be like. I get a lot of references that other people wouldn't get, but like, I just have like a broad knowledge base because of what I chose to study in college that like, like that shit I appreciate too. Like in writing when like they reference other works. And I think like, I don't know, but it's, it is music. It is a hundred percent music for me. Yeah. Cause it, cause you also have that literary element and then yes. also the musical element all comes together and I'm like, mm. okay, so good. Yeah. It, it's funny you were talking about like the small things that are left in music that to an average listener would just go over their head. Uh, reminds me of a TikTok I, I've seen multiple times recently. Multiple people have sent me where it's like a prog rock guitarist. And it's like, yeah, doing weird time signatures. It's like five, eight, five, eight, six, eight. And then just somebody's like, w- w- wait a minute. That's, sh- that's just four, four, <laughs> but more complicated, five, eight, but five, it's eight, still eight. just four, four. And it's like, <laughs> ha ha, got him. Yeah. Stuck it in there. <laughs> that's how everything. Okay. Co- Coheed's still uh, doing mostly prog rock now because they switched from three, four to four, four. And it's like, no, they are the early stuff's the prog stuff. Now they're just, uh, <laughs> now, now they're doing, now, they're now just, it's just rock. Now they're just Europe. <laughs> And by the way, that's not a problem. No, it's not bad. It's just it's just different. Different. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Rich, what kind of art do you appreciate the right. most? Um I honestly I'd probably have to agree with a lot of what you guys said. Uh but like 
with music, but more for me, it's probably the fact that it's probably the most accessible art for me to be able to uh, bring in. But so that we have a little bit of variety, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up my tied for second place, my two that are tied for second place, which are uh, fashion and interior design, because I know fuck all and don't know how to do that shit. And I appreciate the hell out of people who know how to do stuff. Like, especially when it comes to fashion. Like, I'm not into high fashion, but I'm in. I know and understand the aesthetics and 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 the looks that I like. But I have no idea how to get that, how to translate that to me, and how to do any of that. And it's the same with interior design. Like, I've seen things. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I like that. But I have no idea how to do it. I have no idea how to put that all together. That like those two are like. I, I I acknowledge like the the skill it takes and appreciate the skill it takes to do things like fashion and like uh, interior design that I'm just like man that stuff blows my mind I love music and it blows my mind as well but like mm-hmm. the next two are those ones nah, that's interesting yeah there's de- yeah there's definitely yeah. And, like those are those are ones that I certainly wouldn't know the first thing about either like just as far as structuring an outfit or structuring a home or, or structuring. Yeah you know, how one room fits with another room and, and, you know, the feng shui of everything. But, like, yeah, it's, it's absolutely an art form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just going to say, because I was, like, pseudo paying attention because I'm tired and drunk, uh, every time I realized you were saying skill it takes, but my brain was hearing skill it like takes. And I was like, what does John Cooper, <laughs> what, what does John Cooper give a shit about your interior well, I'm design? Top, I'm- I'm talking about uh, cast iron skillet, not the actual band skillet. Mm. The skillet oh. takes. So we're it's not skillet, rebirthing your interior design works? No, no, it's skillet steaks is what I'm talking about. It's cooking. It's <laughs> oh, so steaks. your steak is going comatose. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are skillet songs that I, I, know. Know. I know. I know. I know like three skillet songs. I know. <laughs> yeah, the one that Tim sent me, and then there's another one that plays on the radio all the time. I sent you one. Well, actually, you told me about one. It was a um, monster rebirthing, probably. No, no, it was, it was monster. Oh, monsters! Yes. That's a good one too. Uh, you told me monster, monster is a good one. and then uh, there's one that plays on the radio all the time. That I can't remember the name of now, but it's like it's it got like a honest to <sighs> god guitar solo at the end. I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's one of their newer ones. Like their their last album or two is like trying to go for that like edgy hard rock, just mainstream rock genre. Yeah. Which is fine. It's still good. It's just different. Yeah. It's just different it's, from what they've done. I still like them. It's just I okay. still own every album that they've made, okay. and I paid for it instead of pirating it. So I'm thinking of a different band than Skillet. It is, is it a band that sounds a lot like Tool and Chevelle. Is it Helmet? Helmet. <laughs> is the fuck it is Helmet? Helmet, Helmet is uh, unsung, like... Oh yeah, it definitely is helmet. I get helmet. Yeah, yeah, I get helmet and skillet confused. It, I was the fuck similar sounding names. Yeah, I've never heard helmet. Helmet, helmet's like Un- a mid '90s like alt metal band. Yeah, they they helmet. It's like Tool to helmet to Chevelle. Yeah, those. That's the that's the. Uh... Yeah, helmet's like a little more accessible than Tool and Tool and, and helmet. Chevelle therefore a little more accessible than helmet. Yeah, and then, uh, and I don't know where Chevelle devolves into. But, I don't know. I, it kind of just does its own thing. That's the that. tree. Yeah, I, I looked up unsung. Just heard a, like couple snippets from different parts of the song. It's like I like Tool better. <laughs> Helmet's yeah. a very Helmet's and very Chevelle. Good, yeah. 
They're they're a little like a, like punkier tool. But yeah, I thought you were going for like red. That's what I that's what I was going something go like red. that. I remember them. Yeah, I remember those guys. I, I just found out today that Hollywood Undead has a new single out. Cool. It's called Evil. It's pretty good. Yeah. Mm. It's great. Glad to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad those guys are. Gotta get Joe Debus back up here to go see another Hollywood Undead show. Um, hmm. uh, anyone else with a question? I forget who. Who's a, I've asked one. Rich think, asked one. Is that everybody? I think that's everyone. I didn't ask one, but I oh, also Sam. have no idea what the fuck I would ask. First, I got nothing. Let's go off the top of the dome. Let's go. I know. I believe in you. Wait. Wait. Uh-oh. Wait for it. It's, it's oh, it's got it. Got it. Got it. It's there. <clears throat> you got it. What is... And it's the one I had thought of earlier and completely fucking forgot. Um, what is something about yourself that you... Th- or, or, or either something about yourself that you see... Or something that you think other people would see as a contradiction in either your personality or your mindset. Uh, and my favorite. So where am I a hypocrite? Uh, <laughs> I, I I'm not going to say hypocrite. I would say a contradiction, and I will specifically say not a hypocrite because personally, I for me and and i'm going to use me as an example because i don't want y'all to think you're fucking hypocrites uh is i really 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 enjoy being by myself Mm. um like like i want to come home i want to do nothing when i wake up it's like cool nobody's here bet this is the best day ever. And that that that's that uh, I just really fucking enjoy being alone, being by myself, being left to my own devices. But, but. um I would not give up <clears throat> my friends or the experiences we've had for fucking anything. So, hmm. on one hand, one of my favorite things in life is being by myself. On the other hand, my second favorite thing in life is all of the people that I hold dear and love to death and all the experiences that we've shared. So it's like, it, it, it's like I either want nothing or all of it. Hmm, yeah, I feel that very heavily. I think I, I could, in reality, I could be by myself for the rest of my life and I think I'd be okay. Um, but I love, genuinely love all the time I spend with my friends and my family, especially, but like, I get it. I under, I'm 100% on board with what you're saying. <laughs> like, I get it. Like if everyone tomorrow fucked off, I'd be bummed, but like, I could deal. Like bet. I got a lot of shit to read mm-hmm. or watch mm-hmm. or both, but I, but to be clear, I do not regret any of the time I spend with any of you guys or any of my family, immediate family specifically. I do regret some of the time I spend with my extended family sometimes. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? 
Uh, hmm. Hmm. Contradictions. But, it, but this came up in multiple conversations as I've like sh- worked with different people at Wawa and people are getting to know me and like I've recently switched to second shift, which is what I was supposed to be working the whole fucking time, but that's a different story. Uh, and all of, all of the ladies on first shift, it's, I say that because it's like, aside from the GM and, and some dirty old fucking man who works cashier, everyone on first shift is a woman. And every time I walk in, I get the whole like, hi, we miss you, come back. And it's like, no, there are less people on second shift, less customers, less coworkers. I don't have to deal with fucking anything. And it's not that I was mean. Like, clearly, I've left a good impression, and I work well with all these people, and I'm not going to be an outwardly asshole, but I don't want to work with anybody. <laughs> I want to be alone. Hmm. And describing that to people is like, I don't get it. This is something psychologically I think I've run into because I think the best way to put it is that um, I wish that sometimes that mentally I could take the advice that I'm willing to give others when it comes to uh, either self-esteem or self-talk because I... I, I have a, a real difficult time with uh, with negative self-talk and sort of catastrophizing and going down like sort of the spiral of, of negative thoughts and negative emotions. Uh, and it, it, a lot of the time it'll stem from, you know, the way I perceive a conversation to have gone or the way that I, I, I perceive you know, feedback that I receive at, at work or, or what have you. Uh, any interaction, I think it's, I, I think we mentioned it on a previous show where it's like you personalize every interaction that you have and you assume that if somebody is short with you, that it's like, oh, they're pissed off at me. It must be because I'm doing a bad job, da, 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 da. Uh, and uh, I definitely have a tendency to take that to an extreme uh, leaping off point where like if, if it's like, yeah, I have a conversation with like my boss that isn't like, as normal or as conversational or, or, or whatever as it is, it can be an easy jumping off point for me to like, oh, that must mean she, you know, they're pissed off at me about something. Oh, it must mean that I screwed something up. You know, they, I must be getting, you know, I'll be getting feedback on this soon. And then, you know, then I'm not going to be up for that that promotion or maybe I'll lose my job and then we won't be able to pay for anything. Like, you know, it just goes on and on and on from there. Whereas if somebody... uh if any of you, for example, came to me and said, hey, you know, I think I might get fired. And I said, hey, why do you think that is? And it's like, uh, because my boss uh, said hello to me and didn't smile. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, that totally means you're getting fired, I guess. Like, no, 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 that's not the way it works. But it, but it, it's, it extends to a lot of different things. It's like, oh, I wasn't successful at you know, doing this thing. And so therefore, you know, I won't be successful at doing anything anymore. Like it's, it's, mm-hmm. that is the contradiction. I think like I'm, I, I think I do a decent job if, if a friend or, or if my wife or a family member or something like that came to me and was just like, Hey, here's a situation I'm running into and, in, in my family or my life or in my, my workplace or whatever. And I feel like I can give them advice that I, that I do not always give myself. I'll put it that way. Mm. Good point. Uh, yes. So, um, so I have two that I think, I think one is along the lines of Matt in that. So, uh, so I am, 
self uh i i i think i am and i think most people would agree i'm a very optimistic person as i talked about before that might be colored by the fact that i've i have people around me who are really helping me out but i tend to be a very optimistic person however so i uh recently so in the interview process for the job i have now i had four interviews so i had an interview with like the recruiting person and i was like boom crushed it out of the park i had an interview with my bosses the two guys who are my bosses now and i was like boom out of the park interview i had then i had an interview with their boss and I was like, fucking crushed it because during that interview, he was telling me all the good things about the company, which I was like, oh, yeah, you, this dude wants me. I'm crushing it. I'm doing great. Then I had an interview with the three paralegals I was working with. And genuinely, it was not anything that I said and it was not anything that they said. But I was so certain that the vibes were off that I was like, I didn't get the job. I was like, I had, I had three interviews where I, I, I don't think I interviewed super well, just because I, I have a hard time, especially when they're like, you know, what was the time that you, uh, that you contributed to your team in a meaningful way or changed the way you did things. And I have a hard time, like, like, there are definitely times when those things have happened, but I have a hard time articulating that. Like, I have a hard time, you know, I have a hard time bragging about myself. I don't want to be like, I'm so humble, look how cool I am. But, like, I have a hard time remembering those things because I'm I'm just trying to do my, my best job. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel, necessarily. Um, but that's definitely a thing where it's like, I'm a very optimistic person, but, like, if as in this case, the vibes are off, I will fucking be devastated. And I'll just be be like, well, that's it. There's no way I'm going to get this job. I'm going to be, you know, unemployed forever. And mm. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, you know, catastrophizing. Uh, so I think I have I have both of those. I have two, <laughs> two wolves inside me. One that's sure everything's going to work out and one that's sure it is not. Mm. Um. And then the other one that makes me feel kind of bad is like, so I am uh, obviously like a very big government, high taxes, invest in the people kind of guy, but fucking damned if I don't love a fucking tax break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you, <laughs> yeah. you tell me I'm going to pay less on my taxes, I'm like, <clears throat> fuck yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I it makes me feel bad in retrospect, but like, man, mm-hmm. like I if I have to pay less money, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh I think, I think, you know, I think the, like, logically, and I think in terms of how I feel about things, paying more taxes makes sense to me. But, like, if you tell me I'm going to have to pay a little bit less of my property taxes, I'm like, yeah, man, that's what's up. That's mm-hmm. the good shit. Get it. That's the good shit. Cause then like, you can, guys, yeah. Yeah, because then you can properly reallocate your resources to the most appropriate place for you and your family, Sean. <laughs> Listen, I know. I don't. The most efficient I, gift is money. <laughs> You're, you are, you are not, I'm like, I never agree with Matt more than when I'm told like, man, you're going to be paying less in taxes this year. You're in a different tax bracket and you, yeah, I, I'm never more on Matt's boat than when that happens. But, but, sure. Uh, that is a, I think, you know, that is for, I, I, that is a short term relief 
sure. versus long-term benefits of society. So yeah. like, you know, I think I don't, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think anyone's wrong in this, but mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah. I think in terms of where I stand politically, I def, there definitely is, uh, I'm, I'm wishy-washy. Oh yeah. You know. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got that a little bit. Like, it's um, like, yeah, oh, I'm not, right. I'm not a perfect man. No. <laughs> So I, I try tell, my best. So I always tell Warren Buffett I, when yeah. he comes out every like five years and he's like, we as the, the 1% should be paying more in taxes. I'm like, well, you know, Warren, I mean, you're a really smart guy when it comes to finances. There is that line at the bottom of your taxes that allows you to pay even more in taxes than <laughs> yeah, you, you are, could than do you that are bill at the end of the year. That line's been there for decades, man. Yeah, but it's in too small a print, and as we've already proven, yeah, he reads read books it. in large print, yeah, so sure. he can read so many pages. <laughs> so he can read 500 the pages a day. flip, quick, flip, brown, <laughs> flip, fox. Uh, Rich, what's a contradiction in your life? Oh, man, I honestly have no idea. Um, I've been trying to think of one that's why I've been mostly silent this entire time. It's just like trying to think of like what what is what is it that people would see about me that is actually the opposite and i i i'm sure there are some i really am and i'm not trying to cop out of this question as it turns out rich hates video games (laughs) (laughs) well i mean one of them could be that like 90 percent of nerds i don't get along with there's i generally i used to even go around and say that i fucking hate nerds there are nerds but it's probably not as much as 90 percent. it's probably a smaller selection of nerds but nerds can be some of the rudest people out there all right let's be abundantly clear Um, when you say nerd you are talking about who or what like nerdy people like the okay. people that you would see well, at anime conventions. The reason I want to be abundantly clear. You know what we're talking about. <laughs> well, no, dork. Because I want to be abundantly clear. Because when I listen to, like, the Ringer NFL show and they start talking about analytics, uh, one of the hosts says, the nerds love this, quote unquote, when he's talking about, like, the football statistical nerds. So I'm going to be abundantly clear. When you say nerd. No, I, shut I, the fuck up, man. No, 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 no. You don't know. No, he's he's no. Sports nerds history. and actual nerds are not the same. What about if history? We did not pre- preface this with sports history? nerds. History it's not the fucking same. What about history? No, I, they're you, still nerds. Okay, you, you but, have, but, 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 but that's history nerds. No, it's a video game nerd. It's yeah. It's we're not talking about a soggy potato. No man. It's it's more. It's more. I'm a whole joke. I want to be. I I want to come down hard. I am one hundred percent in Matt's corner on this. I think nerd is a very broad term and can be applied to anyone in any. I think a nerd is somebody who takes something too seriously. Uh, However, I think in Rich, like I think we all know when Rich says a nerd, he's talking about a fucking Revenge of the Nerds nerd. Like, That's fine. If you thick, say it's a caricature thick, of thick, yeah, yeah. Okay. thick glasses, loves video games, board games, mm-hmm. uh, trading card games, uh, just you know, nerd shit. Because to be level with <laughs> you, what I hear from that is geek. Yeah, a geek. geek. Okay. Okay. Yeah, geek. A geek. Okay. Geek. Yeah, but anime they eat nerds chicken heads. <clears throat> like, <laughs> they 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 can be some of the rudest unaccepting people and when i say unaccepting i'm not talking about like 
they're not accepting of LGBTQIA. They're just not accepting of anybody who's not in their circle. Hmm. And, like, they could just, like, you can go up to one, you could try to talk to one, you could try to introduce yourself, and they will just, like, not even give you two shits, not even care, not just, they could be some of the rudest people out there. Like, I've, I've met some really awesome, geeky, nerdy people going to conventions and things like that, but I've also met some of the rudest people I've ever met in my life going to some of these anime conventions. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that, like, maybe that's something of a contradiction, whereas, like, as much of a geeky, nerdy person I am, I tend to not get along with maybe half the population, if not more, of that geeky nerdiness. Yeah. I I think a lot of those geeky nerds are people who have been hurt very badly. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, do not wish for that to happen again. And so they are very, they're both yeah. very reticent to start new friendships. And also like, I think they, I don't know. There's, there is like a hierarchy within nerddom even where like you have people who want like, so these people have been hurt by, you know, quote popular people and so they, in this sphere, want to be the popular people and then end up being very mm-hmm. gatekeepy. Yeah. And like, I don't want any girls and I don't want, you know, you don't know, you don't know, like, the metagaming of uh, Elden Ring, like, you fucking pussy. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's they're not going to beat you up, but they'll, like, just feel superior but to you. They're, they're not going to beat you up, but they will play mental games on you left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love Sean circle like full circling this back to the gatekeeping question and, and, and the meta gaming like, question and all that. I love it. That that actually plays a lot into it. Like nerds are some of the biggest gatekeepers, and they have honestly they have no right to be. You have no right to be. No one has a right to be a gatekeeper. No, but they have no right to be as gatekeepy as they are. I I think just, I I will I will say that I think it's a self preservation thing and not. I think it's wrong still, and I think they would be benefited by, like, allowing the greatest number of people into their hobbies because, you know, <clears throat> they... I might have strep throat. They, uh... Yikes. <laughs> no bueno. Yeah, but because they might, like... Because, like, you have the greatest... More people is more possible friends, mm. you know? You have more people in the stuff you like. You might... You have more people you are likely to align with. And so I don't know. I yeah, this is just is it possible that hit... is, if if you are geek nerd, etc., whatever whatever terminology you're using, <clears> is that, that if you if you are if you perceive yourself as an outsider who has been gatekeeped uh, with larger society or the mainstream, quote unquote, uh, that you get some sort of uh, you know turnabout of fair play uh, value out of yeah. gatekeeping others. Well, you just you're it's just like well, that's just how society works. Is yes. that you? We you know you find. The person who is the strongest or most knowledgeable, mm-hmm. and you know everyone follows behind them. But I think, yeah, I think it's just it's uh, Ill- um, yeah, I think it's just a narrow way to look at things. To be like, yeah. I have to to look at everything as a um, like a relative power imbalance. To be like, mm-hmm. I have the most power in this situation, or I have the most knowledge in this situation. You know, it's just they're trying to. I don't know. They're trying to get what they can 
So Rich hates other like, geeks, and that's his normal his life. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But you're right. I think. I think. <laughs> I think it would be uh, a safe bet to say that you got along with most nerds. And uh, yeah. Mm. But you mm. don't. Yeah. We're in safe. Alas. Any other contradictions? We're all a bunch of hypocrites, each and every one of us. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Damn straight. Mm. Fuck nerds. But also, yay nerds. Well, yes. I mean, like, you know, fuck nerds too if you want to. Mm. <laughs> Listen, if you're into it. Mm-hmm. If that's your thing. Mm-hmm. Don't don't yuck my yum. Mm-mm. Exactly. No king shaming. <laughs> you know, nice off the cuff comment. <laughs> Suck a no, dick Richie can't come off the cuff. There we go. <laughs> he can, he can not come off the cuff. Podcast <laughs> is available on all major podcasting platforms. And uh, you can subscribe to our show on each and every one of those platforms. You can also follow us on social media to know exactly when we're dropping each week's episode. Uh, we're on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. We're on Facebook at Brose podcast. And on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. If you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Huge thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook. That's V-O-G-E-L Vogel. Uh, You can also find her at her Etsy shop, Uh, on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When, the song When by Stephen Siebert. You can listen to Stephen's work at the Free Music Archive. And it's time for our Twitter handles and plugs and so on and so forth. Rich, we'll start with you. Uh, Find me on Twitter at B underscore Walnuts and you can check me out video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday at twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts where I'm getting that 300 follower grind. Come on, guys. Only nine more as of today um also check me out on podcast the weekly nerdy talk show and uh hopefully at some point bonus action will come back for me and sean and friends play D. sean what about you uh you can find me on twitter at it's ob and you can find me on frisbees at ob disc golf everywhere except instagram that is a big OB underscore disc golf it is a huge frisbee gigantic like one of those pancakes at the diner where it's like here's a pancake size of a pizza Oh, oh pancakes, I want pancakes delicious. now. The pancakes are, oh my God, they do sound delicious right now. Tim Hansen, what about you? I'm at Tim R. Hansen on Twitter, commiserating about the fact that the Fraser Diner no longer exists. Oh, that Sad is face. a shame. Everything here, the blue star salads and scrambled eggs. Uh, which is now off the menu because they're closed. Oh, Frasier, like the show. My Twitter <laughs> handle is mkaznel. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. My plug for tonight is, remember when we made these? I'm holding up We our, made business, business cards? Yeah, we did. Podcast. When the fuck did that happen? It was like right after we started the show, and I made a bunch of them, and I brought them to New Orleans and started pitching them off the float, oh, which right. we weren't allowed to do because uh... you're not supposed to self-promote anything while you're on the float because it's like a community event. And uh, I um, <clears throat> ignored that and just started throwing these. <laughs> Matt, just the wait. Catch me outside. Yeah, cash me <laughs> outside. And, uh, they're just whipping these all, and the uh, listenership went up by a noticeable like 0.4 percent after that happened. Mm-hmm. 
Say goodbye <clears throat> to the gentle listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien, the entire action moves team. Moo. My name is Matt Casnow, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. Nice.